0: hi hi i forgot the name of our podcast it's the transatlantic tv club abby
1: sharing our shows from opposite sides of the
0: globe
1: it's the transatlantic tv club
0: so um i i set you something english to watch and you've sent me something american to watch from our childhoods, but perhaps we won't be able to stick to that every week because we might run out, you might run out of stuff, I've got loads of shit, but you might run out of stuff that I'm not aware of. I I explained to you that I had cable as a child, so a
1: lot of what I watched as a kid is, is just everywhere. So it wasn't like a lot of public or local things for me, because
0: my dad paid for cable because he loved me more. (laughs) Yeah see I didn't we we had we only had four channels and then when I was 10 or 11 we got a fifth channel and that was fucking exciting I can tell you um but all of my friends had Sky they had hundreds of channels and they got all of the they got the Amanda show they got the are you afraid of the dark I didn't get any of that so actually it might be all right you might be quite easy to find things that I haven't seen. Oh sweet because because
1: that's That makes me feel a little better as a cable kid. Um, (laughs) I was a cable kid! (laughs) This week I asked you to watch Wishbone, which is a children's show where a dog teaches you the joy and magic of reading.
0: Yeah, yeah, do you, do you want, because I, I was actually gonna ask you to go first, because I'm really, really keen to hear your feedback but I can go first if you want. i got some notes, I've got a lot to say, but also I I don't mind, because you actually liked what I, <laughs> what I asked you to watch. What did you ask me to watch? I asked you to watch the Claymation cult classic, Trapdoor. Yeah, I loved that. I loved it. Um, I'll let you go first so we can end the episode in love, I guess okay so um so yeah so guys anyone who may be listening i'm not going to assume anyone is but hey who knows just in case um i set abby to watch uh, a, a late 1980s um claymation surreal little five minute british thing called trapdoor she set me to watch uh wishbone a, a 30 minute i could not believe how long it was actual 30 minute fucking program about uh jack russell who um is a jack russell isn't it looks like a jack russell little dog like like the frasier dog yeah he's the frasier dog he's the frasier dog and i was let me let me get my notes up because i've got a lot to say I, I, this show is a mess first of all my summary this show is a mess because um i had like real good um i had high real high hopes when I watched the, the intro. And I remember watching the intro at some point in the past. I think, I think it was shown on TV, but I think I was already a teenager and I, I was just like, I happened to see the intro at some point and think, oh, what a cute little dog. And he is, it's, it's a cute song. You know, what's the story, Wishbone? Da, 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 da. I was really happy about that, you know, I've I've shown you before I like the littlest hobo and that's, you know, similar dog being cute, but this was cuter and less Canadian. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I have to, I'm gonna just come out here and say yeah. this, I barely remember Wishbone and I only sent you, I, I think I sent you the Frankenstein episode because that's the only episode I do kind of remember. <laughs>
0: no that that's cool i'm just i'm just gonna take you through my experience of it so i'm starting i'm starting at the the titles first of all the dog has an amazing wardrobe i mean that they,
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry <laughs> that was the best part of the show yeah. that the dog wore clothes
0: but they spent a lot on those dog outfits they were their wardrobe department must have been the best funded part of the whole fucking thing <laughs> Those are actually just
1: repurposed Warwick Davis outfits, mostly.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! It's that kind of podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's definitely into larping. He's he's a big medieval larping dog. And uh, ten out of ten archery skills as well. I was really impressed with the little bit where he's <laughs> the dog paw. The- yeah. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't do that. So I mean, it was cute, but at the same time, I was like, "Who does this dog think he is?" He's a master of literary works.
1: He's a student. Um, he's great. I, he's 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 got that Marty
0: McFly energy. <laughs> yes, he, he he you know, like you say, someone is like multi-talented, like they wear a lot of hats. Well this dog literally wears a lot of hats. <laughs> he does. How do they get him to stay on? through all that action. (laughs) Oh god, so it was all really promising until the episode started, and I heard Wishbone, the guy who voiced Wishbone, and I was not so happy then. I thought, does that, that dog's already cute and talented, do we need this annoying, and it is very much a Marty McFly-esque voice, but more annoying than Marty McFly. Um, really like, uh, like, like Marty McFly on Adderall at like (laughs) it's a a
1: Michael J. Coyote (laughs) that that is kind of like the standard like protagonist male in a kid's show voice though so
0: in America
1: yes in America
0: so that was that was unfortunate I thought it would have been better if the dog was silent and just expressed himself through his costumes and his gestures I thought that would have been better but okay whatever um, and they've got that prop family, haven't they? The family who could be made out of cardboard and just operated by puppeteers, like completely two-dimensional.
1: Uh, yeah, th- there's, there's a, you know, once you get a dog, cute and arrows, and, and with the ability to read, I, I think, you know, you can suspend your disbelief enough that you don't need like the the mayonnaise family, who's just there with teeth.
0: Do you remember Wonder? Because when I first saw Wanda, I thought that that was a pubescent boy with Asperger's.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Okay, after we've after we've done this, just just skip to like it was like five minutes in or something. Like the the, the little boy's trying to build a dinosaur for his science fair. Do you remember? And he hasn't got the right glue. And then Wanda comes in with some better glue. And at first she's like crouching and sitting down. So I can't oh, see the
1: light. Oh, hold on. I thought you were
0: saying Wanda, not Wanda. No, Wanda. Sorry, it's my fucking accent that <laughs> Alexa can't even understand. Yeah. Do you know Wanda? <laughs> yes, Wanda. Why yeah. Not? I thought that that was like the weird kid from school who'd brought over some glue and was like really like real the hard staring autistic kind of, and I can say that by the way because I am autistic, Um, Abby is not a midget so her Warwick Davis uh, comment was well out of order, I'm just going to clarify that.
1: Well um, I was banking on people not knowing that Warwick Davis was a little person, just the correct term, oh, shit. but you you <laughs> fucked that up for me you snake. <laughs>
0: But yes, yeah, so there was wonder, and there was uh, that the mom was very inoffensive, um, what you'd expect. The, the 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 main little boy was pretty inoffensive, but it was just like it was a tenuous setup about a science fair to give Wishbone the excuse to introduce Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, with Wishbone playing Victor Frankenstein, which was unsettling, as it's a dark and dramatic role. He did it really good, though. Is <laughs> He's like, it was all right, he, he captured that torture. It was really involved and intense, like they were really going for the the existential like torment of the monster and and the the tortured conscience of Victor Frankenstein, played by a, a Jack Russell, a very cute dog. Um, and it was, it was weird for it to even be portrayed like that in a kid's show. You know, usually if you see Frankenstein, it's like a cartoony, you know, w- completely, you know, n- not like the original book. So I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to introduce kids to literature, but it was just weird and jarring. And to flip between that, uh, the dark gothic literature with a Jack Russell protagonist to a fluffy, goofy, modern day subplot about a science fair was... It was just a mess. This show is a mess. I'm
1: not... You know, you're you're totally that wrong. And, you know, like I said, I barely remember the show anymore. I remember loving the theme song and I remember watching it, but mostly I remember the dog wearing costumes and that being the big draw of it. Um, That (laughs) was, yeah, that was a real good selling point. But in and of itself, like, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein isn't, like... That doesn't track demographically for who would probably be watching this show, because I think I had phased out of it like by the time I actually read the the, the book itself. So, because that it is a kind of a it's a that's a downer book. Like it's a downer. Come on,
0: a doubter, a downer a downer book yeah it is a downer book when did I first read that I think I was in sixth form college yeah I was I I was set that for my a-level reading assignment so I I was 16 before the UK educational system saw fit to introduce me to the themes in that book so for wishbone (laughs) to choose it to introduce to I'm assuming like 10 year old kids I'm assuming is like the target demographic um interesting choice I think I was 12 when I read the book On my own, but yeah, but wow, I just I'm
1: I was very cool and used to read, and um, I stopped because books are dumb, (laughs) only stupid people read books, Amanda. Yeah, Uh, I
0: also stopped at 18, yeah, mainly because I was reading to escape from a terrible childhood <laughs> and then when i was a scout i'm free i don't need you any more stupid books yeah i stopped reading the moment i had to
1: read out of obligation for like school because that's just the energy i have but
0: Fair. oh shit
1: so, yeah, I, I think I think for um America, we you know, we have the Universal Monster thing and Frankenstein is just kind of culturally like the the thing, the hol- like a Halloween thing. It, it, it it's I can see where they're like, yeah, let's just fucking do Frankenstein already. But until until
0: you read the book, you're just like the monster's Frankenstein. Because he's a yeah. big green guy. Yeah. It would have been, for a kid that had no idea that the actual book was different to what they'd seen as like, you know, yeah, big green Frankenstein, it would be a little bit uh, weird. E- even weirder for them than it was for me. <laughs> you know what? No, I remember
1: like being confused by that now that Frankenstein didn't look like Universal Monster Frankenstein. Again, I didn't really pay attention to the story, I just liked that the dog had costumes on.
0: <laughs> I have to say. Good choice because all of this context you've been able to give and all of there's a lot going on in wishbone there's a lot to discuss i think it was a great choice for discussion i'm i didn't make it through the whole episode i have to say i got to about the 18 minute mark and i was like i've seen enough really this (laughs) that's that's fair (laughs) that's fair so um i'd give it I'd give it six out of 10 because they, they were trying to do a lot. They were juggling a lot of balls and they probably didn't have like the highest budget or the most amount of time. They did great job on the costumes. It was, it was a, it was a laudable aim to be trying to introduce kids to this sort of literature, but you know, it needs improvement. It.
1: I think it was an inception game where, where y- you know, for me, I just remember like eating mini muffins and that dog's got a coat on. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: could, I could watch the fucking intro theme on loop. I could just watch that. I, I'd like to see uh, different versions of that, different costumes, maybe an extended version of the song. That was great. My favorite part of the titles. So you
1: want a music video where a dog wears costumes? And the music video changes, but never the song.
0: Isn't that what we all want?
1: I'd be all right with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So thank you for that. Um, shall we move on? Yeah. Um, I loved Trapdoor so much. Can you take me through
1: your experience of Trapdoor? Okay, so I fired it up on the YouTube. You'd sent me the intro, which was adorable, and immediately, um, I, d- Did you know I love claymation? I mean, I guessed!
0: That's fair! <laughs> you give off that sort of energy, <laughs> you've got those vibes, yeah.
1: So one of my notes is Gumby
0: energy, have you, have you seen Gumby? Oh no, but I've heard you reference it, and I've never really investigated further as to what this is, it's just, ah, oh, what about these weird American things? Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. you're gonna now, you're gonna learn about, about Art Clokey that's where we're going eventually. Um no, I I loved it. Like the everything's really colorful and still like it's cute kid gross and creepy. Yes. Like lots of like slime and worms. Um I think the the voice actor did all the characters which is yes. just like a a talking skeleton, a man you never see in an attic and an anthropomorphic blue blob that you can't tell is talking sometimes.
0: Like what you consider low-budget television in the US, even in the 80s, we w- would be real lofty high-budget stuff for 1980s UK kids TV. Like, they were lucky to afford one guy to do any voices. That's, that, that is a theme you may see running through things I send you, is just how cheap it is, because we had no money to make television.
1: Uh, a note I have for, for this show, actually, regarding the budget is a fun student project. That's all I wrote. Is that it seems like a fun student project. It, it is really like cardboard cutout. I mean, the cardboard cutouts are lovely, but it is bare bones minimum, Which I didn't. Which I'm not like mad about. It, it just. It seems like something. Shit. Do you know Spike and Mike, the animation guys? They have like the the. Uh, they do like a compilation of like student films and like independent animations. It reminded me like something you'd see there where it's like crappy pencil drawings half the time. And I, and I love that. I, it's, it's very punk rock to be that
0: low budget. So I, I dig it. it. It's interesting like how inventive they had to be before they started getting in a budget for things. I think like our, our special effects, and and even just like things like titles in like the news or in like uh yeah like kids tv about 10 years behind you guys consistently about 10 years behind so you were probably making that kind of stuff for like 70s kids tv or mid to late 70s and we were just like wow this is new and exciting
1: yeah i I think gumby is even older so it is basically spooky gumby um in episode two there a big tentacle monster comes out of the trap door there's a there's the titular trap door seems to have all these terrible surprises underneath but blue guy what's his name duncan i can't remember i don't think his
0: name's duncan
1: <laughs> it's not duncan it's something um we're just gonna call him blue guy because honestly the names are important he keeps that the door keeps opening on him and ruining like whatever his plan is to appease his master the spooky man who lives upstairs who you never see so there's like a tentacle monster that comes up and it's like stealing crap and messing things up and it, it that episode had my favorite dialogue because he's like beating it down he's beating the tentacle monster It's like i loves a bit of bonking i love that <laughs>
0: Like, he's so
1: cute that his voice doesn't match what he looks like, though.
0: No, it's very, like, it's very, very, very British humor. I wasn't sure how much the voice comedy was going to be, uh, come across to you because it's quite cultural for the UK. A lot of it's playing on UK regional accents as well. So, I think episode two
1: that that I watched, I don't remember any of the episode names. Um, One thing I do have to say is this is a show you could put on and... (coughs) You could put this show on and because the episodes are like under five minutes they all just kind of bleed together and that started happening to me immediately
0: yeah no I think that's fair I thought I, I thought that was um, a plus point to be honest because you could just kind of you can either grab like a couple of minutes or it or you can just let it run you can let it roll
1: yeah I and I, I totally did I like made spaghetti came back to him like oh yeah that's all right oh. <laughs> <'Cause> I <laughs> I just I just love claymation in general though even even like bad claymation is okay because there's some squish and stuff there's some squish in there. Um, episode two. Another note I have is I love a fresh self shelf that's been put up and then falls down immediately after. I love that motif in in a cartoon. Like he's he's like the whole second episode centers around him trying to do this shelf right. And his skeleton's, like, talking shit. It's not even a skeleton. It's just a it's just a skull. And, ooh, that's another thing I really liked. This is, like, for... for a, this is a children's show, right? Yeah. The the dialogue, even though it's, like, just one guy talking, sounds so earnest. And maybe this is, like, an English thing. But it, it's, it's so, like... It just sounds like a normal guy talking. And I thought that was very sweet. Like, you just talks to his worms and his critters all normally and it's like yeah that's how I do that
0: yeah that that is less of a thing now but during my early childhood years that was quite common on UK made kids programs and then I think we started to be more influenced by the way you guys did things um but that was yeah that was like a a thing and I think it's because like they wanted the parents to be able to watch it with their kids without wanting to shoot themselves in the head
1: yeah I that's kind of the big problem with like children's shows and I, I was even like looking at stuff I wanted to send you and being like uh because the, there's the the kids tv um cadence of dialogue and it's when you're when you're an adult you you lose the ability to tolerate that or even I don't even know if I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's more just like it did, that was how things were when you were a kid and you were equally as annoying whether you're aware of it or not. But um, yeah, you sort of grow out of that. We don't we don't always have to stick to kid stuff. I think sometimes it's nice to kind of share things that are that nostalgic to each other and discuss them. But it could just be something you you watched... When you were younger, I mean, I'm assuming you didn't just watch kids' shows as a kid, there were some things you saw with your parents or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, like 60 Minutes, um, <laughs> <laughs> snuff films. <laughs> No, like, here's what, like, from an early age, my parents kind of allowed me to watch any movie I want, so I'm a movie person, less, more, less than like a TV show guy, so I'm going to try to get you to watch movies.
0: No, we will, we will. I I wanted to just get something done first, so I could get into the habit of doing it, because if you sent me a movie immediately, this may never have happened.
1: Oh no, I I totally understand because I I feel the same way. This was a nice uh way to start. Um, no, I I loved the trapdoor. I, I would I would watch that. I would put that on and and just leave it play in the background because it like like the castle looks like it was made with gemstones, but then colored in crayon and it's just sweet. It is a sweet show and I I liked it a lot. There's it, it's not meaty. There's just a little blue guy. He wants to go fishing. He wants to appease his master. He's not a very good cook, but I guess
0: if you're cooking for a monster, you don't have to be a good cook. No. Oh, his name was Burke, by the way. I li- looked it up. It's not Duncan. <laughs> it's Burke. I thought it was Bert with a T. So this is news to me as well. I thought Bert was a better name for him. Burke is a little bit insulting. You Burke. He he feels like a Duncan. <laughs> Well, I guess that uh you can call him Duncan if that's what feels right to you. I shouldn't I shouldn't judge. To me he'll always be Bert. To you he'll always be Duncan. <laughs> That blue guy, it. Let me see if I have any more notes about this. Um, it's okay if not. You've done <laughs> very well. Considering it's literally a four-minute show, I think you've done really well. I watched four
1: episodes of it before I got strong-armed into watching something for, for humans and not children in 1989. Um, and yeah, I, I liked it. That's i wish that had been on tv when i was a kid unfortunately all we had was puppets and screaming
0: well that's good i'm glad that you enjoyed it i certainly i i enjoyed opining on wishbone and i did enjoy the title credits and yeah it was it was an interesting thing to watch and discuss so i think this first episode of our hit podcast (laughs) has probably been a roaring success hooray thank you i'm so pleased to be able to share that with you and thank you you for putting wishbone into cultural context for me no problem that's
1: probably what I'm going to do with a lot of the things I send you
0: (laughs) but that was that was in the brief when I when I discussed the concept with you that was in that was an intended part of it and you've you fulfilled that beautifully you're an excellent co-podcaster thank you thank you Amanda (laughs) this is this is fun I love talking about things I
1: I I know about (laughs)
0: yeah okay well have fun i'm gonna i'm gonna eat something probably because i'm fat and i'll speak to you later
1: all right you have a good one